0: is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com.
1: Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know
2: why we
3: Play pinball and put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades. You know where to put the caulk. We're not going
4: American girls and American guys, we'll always stand up and salute. We'll always recognize when we see old glory flying. There's a lot of men dead. So we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads My daddy served in the Army We lost his right eye, but he blew a flag out in our yard
1: Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. This week, joining world us world. for the first hour is Matt Staber, who's chairman of the and nonprofit and Liberty Council. I know Tom wants to free. jump right in, so I take it over, now. Tom.
5: Thanks. I'll start off by reading the psalm that I usually do. Well, not usually this one. This is Psalm 64, King James Version. Hear my voice, O God. In my prayer, preserve my life from the fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of workers of iniquity, who whet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot at him and fear not. They encourage themselves in an evil matter. They commune of laying snares privily. They say, who shall see them? They search out iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search. Both the inward thought of every one of them and the heart is deep. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded. So they shall make their own tongue to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall flee away. And all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God. For they shall wisely consider of his doing the righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him and all the upright in heart shall glory. You know, that deals with many things that are going on today and uh, whose side is going to be heard. Is it going to be God's side or that of the enemy? And there's no better uh, a person to talk to right now uh, then Matt Staver, who is on the front lines of huh, the enemy trying to advance, uh, his agenda and, uh, and Matt's, uh, organization, Liberty council, basically standing up for God's agenda. And, uh, you know, Matt, I just, it, it, it's remarkable to me and I always recommend your organization to people, uh, the the things that you are able to get done in this environment, uh, with the different, uh, uh, initiatives you guys have pursued. And, um, before we get into talking about, uh, what's going on with the election, um, bring us up to date on where you are with the defense of the churches, um, in different States and Andrew Womack in, in Colorado. Um, you know, basically you guys are defending them against government overreach, attempting to shut them down to uh, kind of nullify what they're doing. And you guys have been very involved in representing these organizations uh, from a legal viewpoint. And just let us know where you are with that.
3: Well, thank you, Tom. It's good to be with you. Yes. You know, as we begin this year, obviously none of us envisioned uh, COVID-19 and what would happen with regards to the restrictions. And we have a lot of ongoing cases, including uh, the case involving Sandra Merritt, who is one of two undercover investigators that revealed what was going on with Planned Parenthood in terms of harvesting baby body parts. That's a case in federal court, in civil case, and also in, in criminal court in California. We're defending her on both of those situations. and. Kamala Harris uh, who was the attorney general at the time is one who started all of this against them because she was a very strong supporter of Planned Parenthood. It's the most expensive case in our history. That was one of many cases that we had going on. Then COVID hit. And at the end of March, we had the first pastor in the country arrested pastor that we represented in Florida. As a result of that uh, arrest, uh, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, ultimately, said on april the first a day and a half or two later that attendance at churches and houses of worship is essential activity and then he overrode every local law to the contrary so florida had been freed up by that one event and it resulted because of a pastor that we represented who had been frankly wrongfully arrested and that particular situation led to a worldwide uh, knowledge of what was going on not just uh, in america but was being followed around the world, and it ultimately freed up Florida. Unfortunately, a pastor got arrested, but it freed up Florida. But then litigation started in other states, and so every single one of these states have the same thing in common. They're headed by a Democratic governor who's very, very pro-abortion, and has the worst restrictions in the country. In fact, uh, in Kentucky, uh, we had a case there, and it's still ongoing. By the way, it's still in the courts. Uh, but the governor there ultimately wanted to ban all parking lot as well as in-person worship. He threatened people on Good Friday that he would target these churches on Easter Sunday, and he did. And he came after Maryville Baptist Church, and he gave notices of quarantine to everybody who was there in their cars with the windows rolled up for a parking lot service that ultimately led to our litigation. We ended up winning two, three to zero decisions at the Federal Court of Appeals and that uh, ultimately uh, stops some of his uh, terrible restrictions against the churches, but he wants to return to those restrictions. Then in Illinois, we've been litigating. That case now is pending before the United States Supreme Court. That's a case involving Romanian churches, and they were all unbelievably, Tom, targeted uh, by the Governor Pritzker and the Mayor Lori Lightfoot, and uh, both Democrats, both pro-abortion, And they really came after these Romanian churches with everything, including giving them criminal charges for having more than 10 people, charging them with disorderly conduct for having more than 10 people in a large sanctuary to worship, uh, blocking their private parking lots with five police cars, towing the cars of the neighbors for nine blocks, even though they didn't use street parking, but wanted to get the neighborhood against them, which really didn't work. It frankly backfired against the city. They ended up also sending two letters from the public health department and one of them said that they would uh, exercise the ultimate remedy and that is up to including bulldozing the building. That case now is pending before the U S Supreme court. Andrew Womack case is still ongoing. We're litigating against those restrictions by governor Jared Polis, a case in California where some of the places in California, by the way, and we represent harvest rock church and harvest international ministry, which is a hundred and, 62 affiliated churches throughout California. Many of the counties in California, you can't have any worship. I'm not talking about 10 people, I'm talking about no worship, zero. Cannot go into the church to have any worship. And that includes home Bible studies and fellowship. So you can't go to your neighbor's home or go down to the next door in your apartment complex and have a Bible study or prayer and praise and worship fellowship. And that would be a criminal charge, punishable but to a year in prison. And a thousand dollar daily fine that case is pending at the ninth circuit court of appeals and uh, that is a very significant case could easily go to the u.s supreme court we also have a case in virginia where a pastor was arrested or charged i should say criminally on palm sunday for having more than 10 people in a 293 seat sanctuary it only had 16 people that church does not have internet many of the people don't have internet access so when the church doors close they have no alternative And The cases go on and on. We also have a case in Maine that's pending at the Court of Appeals as well. Bottom line is uh, we have one case pending at the United States Supreme Court out of Illinois, other cases pending at the various federal courts of appeal. We will get one of these cases before the U S Supreme Court for final decision. And I believe when we do we'll ultimately win this case and stop this nonsense around the country. But the litigation has been very intense, ongoing, day and night in many cases through the weekends, uh, since the last Sunday of March.
5: Really? You know, say just a little bit before we get into the election stuff about your funding. People sometimes just take it for granted that guys like you have big pocket donors and and that kind of thing. But I know that that's not always true. Uh, you, you, you have to raise money to do what you're doing and, and, People who are patriots and Christians and believe in this kind of thing uh, need to hear about, you know, how you get your funding.
3: Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, we're a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so contributions to Liberty Council are tax deductible. And we depend upon individual voters, such as citizens and, and supporters around the country to provide you know, whether it's $5 or $50 or $500 or $5,000, whatever uh, their ability is and how the Lord leads them, that's how we exist. And we hire uh, in our Law and f- Liberty Council to represent uh, people in, in terms of our staff. They're, they're at the top of the top. Because our, in, in our line of work, you have to be a good legal researcher and writer. Those are typically the top graduates of law school classes. Those are individuals that can go to any law firm in the country and they can set their salaries. And these are individuals who have worked in large law firms, but they said, you know what, they want to make a difference and they're here with us. So they've taken a, a significant sacrifice, but these are top of the top. These are not uh, your your C students or even your B students. These are your top performers that we have here at Liberty Council that are part of our team and they're very passionate and very sold out. So not only are they skilled, uh, but they're passionate and they're called to do this work. And if Somebody had to go out and hire uh, this kind of work. They wouldn't be able to do it. These churches wouldn't be able to do it. No. Sandra Merritt couldn't do it. You know, that particular case just on the legal defense, it's our most expensive case. Hundreds of thousands of dollars that we have to pay in cost for travel and depositions and transcripts and all these other kinds of things and experts and so forth like we have to have. And then if you look at it, I mean, that would be a million, $2 million uh, legal defense. There's nobody that would be able to afford that, and so all these cases would just simply have no proper defense. I mean Planned Parenthood's the plaintiff on one of the civil cases, and they have 17 lawyers. They have a massive law firm that is representing them, but they have unlimited deep pockets. Uh, Sandra Merritt is just, you know, um, retired grandmother uh, and mother. And she has no uh, disposable income like that to be able to hire a lawyer. So that's how we're able to operate is people through prayer and through financial partnership and support of Liberty Council, partner with us, and we're able to go out and help so many people because of it.
5: Okay, it's lc dot org. is that correct?
3: yeah, lc dot org just for Liberty Council, just the letter l, the letter c dot org, you can. Go there. There's a donate button uh, that is available and you can donate right there online or you can go to the website and call us and you can also write the donation in. all that information is there at lc.org.
5: I'm going to make a bare knuckle pitch. If you believe and care about the things that uh, Liberty Council is advocating for, and these are basic freedoms, you need to go to that website liberty google liberty council or just lc.org go hit the donate button you need to give these people some money i mean I, i'm he he won't go out and matt probably doesn't make as naked an appeal as i'm doing right now but i'm saying they don't that it's people like you that are listening to the program that support what they're doing so so donate Give them a donation, you know, and you you have to for our freedoms. There anybody else doing this kind of thing. It's these folks and and maybe some others, maybe some attorneys do some pro bono work every now and then. But these people are better organized than anybody out there. And they take the really tough cases. Okay, let's go. We got about nine minutes left uh, in this section. Uh, Let's talk about the election. And what you are seeing, and it's going to have to be kind of bullet points, but um, what do you think, you know, does Trump have a case? Is it is it plausible that, that that there could be a victory? And how involved are you guys in it?
3: Well, the answer to those first two is yes, Trump has a case. It is very plausible that uh, he would uh, be president of the United States. Uh, we were involved in the Florida 2000 election for five straight weeks litigating nonstop. And on December 12th, the Supreme Court also issued an opinion. It was one state with a handful of counties, so it was very easy to target it. Uh, you had a Florida Supreme Court opinion, a Court of Appeals opinion from a federal court, and finally a U.S. Supreme Court decision. This is multiple states. And let me just give you an example uh, of some of the things that are going on. In uh, Pennsylvania, a major state, the legislature is controlled by the Republicans in both the house and the Senate. And so they they did not extend the voting beyond November the 3rd, but the Pennsylvania Supreme court unilaterally did it on its own. That is unconstitutional to do that. And that case is pending right now before the U S Supreme court. If that Supreme court of the United States, which I have a strong probability that they will say that that's unconstitutional violation of federal law. That means all those ballots that came in after November the 3rd are going to be discounted uh, because you can't have voting after the polls close on November the 3rd at eight o'clock in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, we also have information where uh, there is a a person at Erie, Pennsylvania postal worker who said, in fact this is a sworn affidavit that uh, Senator Lindsey Graham and the Senate Judiciary Committee have, and he said that the postmaster, Rob Weisenbach, uh, told him and others that they needed to postmark ballots back to November the 3rd, even though they came in afterwards. Wow. Uh, that's a real problem. Uh, we, we have real serious issues of, of voter uh, fraud uh, going on. We see, for example, in other places like in in. Uh, Michigan uh, there is uh real problems that taking place there with their ballots in Antrim County, Michigan. they said that they had a computer glitch and about six to 9,000 votes uh, that were supposed to go to president Donald Trump ultimately got attributed to Joe Biden. They found the complete computer glitch, but they ended up then having to change it, make the correction. Uh, but that is used in many of the counties in Pennsylvania and in about 30 states around the country. In Wisconsin, for example. You're talking about
5: Dominion software, is that correct?
3: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, and that's a real problem. Uh, That's going to be harder to detect. That's going to be a bigger issue. But look, here's a pure legal question, and you don't have to get into all of the details, and that's a pure legal question before the Supreme Court. Can the state Supreme Court on its own when the legislature chooses not to extend the voting beyond November three, yes or no? The answer to that is no, which I think it is no. That means all those ballots are gone. And that means uh, when the polls are reported on November the third, Trump was leading by 400,000 votes. There's no way that you can make that up other than to have some shenanigans go on. That means that alone, Trump will win Pennsylvania. Uh, you also have situations similar where state law was violated in Wisconsin, similar to this. Uh, you have uh, also in in Texas, for example, although it's not a state up for grabs, uh, Trump won it. But in that particular case, uh, you have a social worker charged with 134 felonies, because she's working with disabled people and she, without their consent or knowledge, got them to register. She registered to vote for them and then voted for them. That's a felony. Uh, There's other investigation that the Department of Justice is now doing in multiple States and the U S Department of Justice is expediting the resolution. So we have multiple ongoing lawsuits in both state and federal court filed by the Republican parties of these various states, which which we include would be Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Nevada, and perhaps there may be one filed in Arizona. And we also have federal lawsuits filed, one just recently by the Trump campaign in Pennsylvania. We have a case pending out of Pennsylvania right now at the U.S. Supreme Court of the United States. I think more will get there. Bottom line is this this really dwarfs what happened in florida 20 years ago because it's multiple states and the allegations and some of the proof is very very obvious and provable for example in philadelphia one of our attorneys was there is there right now in pennsylvania and he was an authorized observer of the voting count and there's a state court order saying that the officials need to allow somebody from the Republican party and the Trump campaign to be there to actually observe the count. They are uh, refusing to uh, adhere to that court order. And he has not, and nobody from the campaign as an observer has been able to actually be there to observe that vote count in Philadelphia. And they're violating right now as we speak, uh, a state court order to force them to actually abide by the law. So there's some serious issues bottom line is the media does not call the president. Uh, the ultimate electors have to vote. That's not until December. Between now and then, there's a lot of litigation. And there's a US Supreme Court case pending. There's gonna be more at the US Supreme Court. And there's recounts and then there's audits that are going to be done. Uh, the, like I said, in Pennsylvania, the House and Senate are Republican controlled the Speaker of the House in Pennsylvania has already demanded an audit. Uh, so we're talking about days. Don't listen to the media. Yeah. Or Joe Biden saying that he is president-elect. He's not.
5: Man, uh, Matt, I I'm sorry. This thing we got to cut this off. Stay on with me afterwards. But uh, this is a, this is a good dose right here for our people in Lexington, and I really appreciate you being on and appreciate the work you do.
1: So stay tuned, there's more of the Tom Dupree show to come after this break. Hang tight, we'll be back in just a few
4: minutes.
0: This election is over. Democrats call it fair and square. Republicans call it a lot of shenanigans fraudulent. Make sure there's not cheating going on. We call it news. Both sides should want to get to the bottom of this. News Radio 630 WLAP.
5: Hi, this is Tom Dupree with Dupree Financial Group. Many people have 401k and 403b plans for their retirement investment accounts. In certain cases, our firm can help participants in these plans manage their investments. This can be helpful because those retirement plans often offer numerous different mutual funds as investment options, and unless the participant is an investment expert, it can be quite confusing. In this case, we put our investment expertise to work for you, the participant. For a free analysis of your retirement investment accounts, Call Dupree Financial Group at 859 400 Also, be sure to listen to The Tom Dupree Show Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP or WLAP.com. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859 400 iHeartRadio is the number one choice for music, radio, and podcasts all in one. No one makes it
0: easier to hear everything you love in one free app. Just what I need these days. I really, really love that iHeart puts all the stations and podcasts and playlists that I love in there. They
1: know me so well. I can get them all for free on iHeart. No need for a bunch of apps filling up a phone. It's easy, and it's free. All together.
0: If you're not one of the tens of millions who have the app, download iHeartRadio for free today and start listening.
5: iHeartRadio.
0: Jenny's is a locally-owned mom-and-pop shop with big flavor. They offer specialty salads and sandwiches made with fresh, locally-grown quality ingredients. Try their hog on a hog. Slow-cooked pork piled high on a toasted hoagie or the Misty's Chicken Delight. Served on a fresh croissant. Available for pickup or delivery. Visit FourKits.com for hours of operation and to order. That's F-O-U-R-K-I-T-S dot com. Jenny's, sister restaurant to Lexington's Tally Ho. Ready for some good, clean, fun at Red Mile Gaming and Racing. Win big on nearly 900 games, including exciting themes like Pac-Man Wild Edition and Supercharged 7s. The leaves are falling, and $15,000 cash is calling for you. With our $15,000 fall-into-cash and free-play drawing, with a guaranteed winner of $10,000. Saturday, November 7th, and Saturday, November 14th, you have the chance to hit it big. Earn entries now by playing with your winner's circle card. Visit RedMileKY.com for details. Mix of sun and clouds across the area today, a seasonal brand of chill in the air. Temperatures generally into the low 50s. From the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chris Bailey. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation, this is News Radio 630 WLAP and I Radio Station. If you're trying to quit smoking or even stop vaping, you need to try QuitGo. Now available in CVS. The QuitGo Soft Tip Inhaler is designed to satisfy cravings and oral fixation instantly. There's
3: no smoke, there's no nicotine. It's non-addictive. A natural system that helps to relax you. It doesn't bother anybody. You can use it in a restaurant or in the office.
0: Quit smoking and vaping today with QuitGo, available now at CVS, or visit quitgo.com. That's q-u-i-t-g-o.com. That's quitgo.com. Time's running out to win over $2,000,000 from Publishers Clearinghouse. Enter at pch.com and your family could soon be celebrating the win of a lifetime. The $2,500,000 Mega Prize is guaranteed to be awarded this December. Go to pch.com before it's too late. That's pch.com. Better hurry if you want to win big. Enter now at pch.com. Entries due 11:29. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited
2: with robert
0: retired burger and family man the carolers that's the holiday spirit speaking of which simplisafe home security is having a huge holiday sale right now you can get 30 percent off a new system and a free camera at simplysafecom holiday that's 30 percent off the system us news named the best of 2020. simplisafe protects your whole home 24 7 with monitoring by professionals the sale ends soon so go to simplysafecom holiday for 30 percent off and a free camera today
5: We live in uncertain times. It is not uncommon for investors to be fearful about the equity markets and what they may or may not do. At Dupree Financial Group, we are here to act as a sounding board for our clients and prospects as they seek to develop understanding of how to proceed with their investments. Since we are in uncharted waters, our efforts are to educate, guide, and empower our clients. Despite the unique nature of today's investment climate, there are parallels with past markets that can be drawn. We can share some of these ideas with you. For a free analysis of your retirement investment accounts, call the Financial Group at 859 233 And be sure to listen to The Tom Depree Show, Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's the Financial Group at 859 233
0: 630 WLAP.
5: tractor you can't miss it. it's the first thing that you see
1: welcome to the just tom dupree the show road, for an abbreviated edition of the show tower. this week due to the uk game uh, pregame coverage starting at 8 a.m just after the end of this half hour this week joining us are Darsh Meshru, philip sexton mike johnson and over to our host tom dupree
5: so we don't have much time today uh, we've had an incredibly positive week in the market. Uh, You know, it's pulled back a little bit, but we had a huge run on, I think it was Monday. And, uh, you know, I get scared when when I see markets going vertical like they have. It doesn't seem to. You know, in in technical jargon, they have a thing called an outside day where you make a high, then you close below where you started, and that's usually a death sign for the market. But um, it it seems to, as Darsha said, um, that we're kind of in still in a in a bullish market since 2009, so making an 11 year bull market, and uh, our particular focus for investors has been on value stocks, which is just about everything other than technology, you know, and, and that has been outperforming, uh, here in the last week or so, um, which also makes me nervous, but, um, you don't, you don't see the tech, uh, names really giving leadership to this market in here. So, um, you know, there's an article here that you guys have pulled up uh about if you're gonna invest in value, you also need to consider quality, that is balance sheets, income, cash on the balance sheet, you know, general health and well being of the company. In fact, you know, I would argue that um you know, value investors have always been uh, more strong on fundamental analysis than growth investors because growth tends to be a momentum game. And uh, you know, they don't tend to look so closely at the financials of the company. Whereas, uh, value investors tend to be able to do that. Now, if you're going to find a company that has great financials, great business model, quite often, it's not going to be a value company, but in this market, um, certain sectors have been out of favor and have allowed certain companies to become value. So, I don't know what anybody else might have to add to this, but um, you know that's just my thinking on it.
6: Well, I mean, I think when you're looking, especially in a market like we've seen, you know, the, the deep value plays are things like cruise lines, um, which yeah, but I mean, which are this is why this is where you get into quality. You know, cruise lines in in a normalized. If things were normal, then yeah, that would make a ton of sense. But when you talk about finding the quality of value, you look at their industry, they're not allowed to do any business right now. So, I mean, it's 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 basically they're holding on to a rope, hoping that somebody's going to pull them up on the other end until, yeah. the, until the the crows come to, to roost, as one might say.
2: I, I think what uh, she's talking about uh... – You know, as Philip gave the example of the cruise lines, oftentimes, uh, you know, you look at certain companies and they look like great values, but, uh, when you consider what's happening to their business model or, you know, the fact that perhaps they're getting replaced by, uh, you know, another industry or there are changes happening within the industry, uh, these stocks become what's known as a value trap, which means that they look like value investments, but they're really not. Uh, so I think she's trying to caution against such investments in this scenario. Perhaps cruise lines are, uh, you know, fall in that category where um, it is a business where you look at the financial metrics; everything looks cheap, but there are yeah. other headwinds which may prevent them from uh, realizing their value, if there is any value. Uh, or if this continues for a long period of time, then that may impact uh, their uh, fundamentals. So sometimes, you know, even if uh, a business is doing well, there could be external factors which completely change their fundamentals. We saw this uh, with some retail, uh, you know, businesses, malls, for example. You know, a lot of them had good fund fundamentals, strong balance sheets, but uh, the way people shop completely changed. Oh yeah. Uh, so that. You know, changed uh, how you would look at them, them. So they were no longer value investments, even though they uh, seemed like they were.
4: Well, I think that was a, a a trend. You know, that was just you know sped up. Obviously, you know, with the retail side, it was it was sped up with the pandemic. But a lot of these that you were in that trend pre pandemic um and that's that's the classic example of a value trap where you think a trend is going to reverse back to an old normal and it doesn't because it might be a permanent shift in the consumer or a permanent shift in travel or whatever it may be it, it, the the demand for that product's a permanent shift away uh, from away it, away from that or, or, um, on a, on the growth side, um, it's a permanent shift towards something else. Uh, and that, you know, that's where you get into the Amazon, the Amazon, you know, type of situation where, okay, was Amazon a value stock a thousand points ago? Um, yeah, and so, I mean, it's it, value is, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but value is, it's always relative to other things, a relative valuation to other things that are where
5: they're trading. And, and, and that's the thing that, you know, that I have naturally am averse to when even value gets expensive, you know, I mean, the old models of valuing a stock and looking at it and, and, you know, 50 cent dollars or what have you, you know, now you're, you're, you're getting $3, you know, even for value stocks, you know, because many are still trading way above book value and things of that nature. And uh, this is where um, your past experience uh, sometimes is <laughs> very difficult to reconcile with the way things are right now.
6: Well, I think, and, and I've talked about this too, I think that as more players enter the game, you know, it, I heard something over um, the, the past weekend that I think there's like over about a hundred million people in the United States with 401k. So as, as more and more people enter the game, it, it's exactly like basketball. You know, as more people adopt the game and play the game, the game adapts. Uh, you, you think about, you know, you invent the three point line. You 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 know things get spaced out. The yeah. low post goes to. Go goes to the history books basically yeah right? exactly you know and i think that i think that you can still learn and also things always kind of revert you know the, the ebb and flow uh eventually i'm gonna go to another sport you know football um you're you're starting to see more and more teams develop kind of a running game uh you know, the Indianapolis Colts, Tennessee Titans, where they just kind of pound you to death for four quarters, where before that you had seen this move to this air raid offense. Um, It's the same principle where you saw all this shift to, all right, you know, we're going to buy these tech companies, these high flyers, and kind of this you can't lose uh, mentality. And now you're starting to see this revert back to kind of the old way of modeling value um, as things start to reopen. (laughs)
2: I was going to say that the old way of uh, modeling value also will have to change. Uh, And the reason for that is that uh, the old method is not very good at measuring intangibles. And uh, we live in a world where intangibles are becoming more and more uh, relevant. And when I say intangibles, I mean, you know, your technology. So how do you put a value on um, Amazon, for example? Because... You know, a lot of their business is not physical infrastructure, but it's their technology or their ability to gather data, things like that, which uh, value investors have been, uh, you know, hesitant to pay attention to, but now they're coming to terms with it and are going to have to figure out a way to, uh, you know, put a value on that uh, because that's just, you know, how uh, investing has uh, changed.
4: i think the uh, you know where you're seeing some of the to that exact point you look at a company like disney and how they have taken their old way of doing things you know the theme parks cruise lines all that and and now it's kind of a netflix 2.0 um where they're you know expanding the streaming service you know because of technology they're being forced to do that because the old way of releasing movies isn't available
5: well on 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 espn They are, Disney is promoting things that in the past were kind of sidelines, like fighting, you know. Mm -hmm. Now they've made it front and center because that's where they can get the juice. Yeah.
6: Yeah, and that, and that's like in this world when you look at Disney and and their theme parks being down, their cruise lines yeah, being twenty eight
5: thousand people
6: yeah, uh, furloughed and and furloughing all this, but yet the company still continues to, I mean, outperform all their their peers, their cruise lines, yeah. all they're they're you know not down near to the extent all these other companies are. But it's also because when they introduced this streaming platform, it caused the market when when you start to see the growth rates of the subscribers it caused the market to value their content, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. beforehand when all it was was, well, we sell, you know, we license our, our brand for toys and we sell movies and we sell theme park tickets. You know, you don't really value that content library as much, you know, now when you're like, wow, you know, I can pay $6 a month and I can you know, watch the Lion King and Jungle Book and right. all these movies, it adds, intangible value to something like that. And that's where to a point, you know, the market kind of has to come in and reassess the, the game around
5: something like yeah. that. It, it's it, it just seems to me that we've seen the entire economy as much as can be, be sort of virtualized. Um, yeah. I mean, when you know Netflix, they're, they're a virtual company really, you know yeah. with a what two, three hundred billion dollar market cap a company like Salesforce, you know and even Microsoft, I mean and, and, and um, um, Amazon, to me, is not really about selling books and stuff like that. Amazon is like Google. It's, it's about gathering information. Right. You know, I mean, and that's what these companies really do is, you know, they gather information and it's a, and I think that the pandemic has simply
6: accelerated, uh, the process. Yeah. Like Amazon is a perfect example because the, when, when you do, when you use their cloud, when you use their prime video, when you use all these things, they start gathering data on what kind of media content you like, what kind of shopping trends you have. And that can not only be exploited to their advantage, but that can be exploited to retailers advantage companies like Disney. Like your name
5: becomes valuable to sell mm -hmm. to, to, to somebody else, you know, to, for them to, um, Send you information. So I actually uh, actually
6: had uh, dinner with my grandparents last night, and uh, my, my grandmother, one of her hobbies is homemakers. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of it. Um, well, anyway, she taught a class on, uh, did you know you have a digital estate? You talk about, so all your text messages, all your emails, all these things, all your passwords, all these things, when you pass away, that's technically considered your digital estate. And really? could have some value to somebody. Um, huh. yeah, it, it's pretty interesting when you think about it, you know, where people are, they want data on people so badly that you now have created this realm around you where you you have value just in your phone.
4: The other thing I think is interesting is, um, you look at some of the companies, <clears throat> you know, you, you use airlines as an example, when, you know, if they're running at you know, revenue down seventy percent or whatever the percent is, and they are never going to make that up. I mean, you can talk no. about pin up demand, you know, demand for an airline. Even even if even if we want to travel, and let's say we were planning on traveling, we may travel again. Well, that seven month time frame where they lost that, they're not going to make that up because there's it's a- just like a
5: hotel. The night you don't sell the bed. Yeah, it's gone. Right, you know, it, you're not, it isn't coming back. Right, but something that's interesting with with Disney
4: is you think about the theme park, where that is, you know, most people they might do Disney World one or two times in their life. Yeah. Well, if they're not going this year, they might go next year, and they have a lot more room you know, the, the supply is there. The demand I think will carry forward. Um, so that's where I think you can still capture that pinup demand moving forward. Once those theme parks reopen, it's just, it's real interesting how some businesses have been able to navigate just this whole complete flip-flop of how things are done. And they've been able to work through that.
6: Well, And, you know, to, to that point too, Here's a, here's a, a moment to think about is that where this could benefit the future. And, and we had this conversation with like airlines mm-hmm. is that, you know, if the demand comes back, but the supply doesn't follow, what you could see is over the next three years that occupancy trends tick up and you pick up that extra margin. That's where you gain that year back. I think with right. a, a Disney example where, you're, or a th- any theme park for that matter If you're only running a 25 to 35 percent capacity and that trend lasts for an extended period of time same principle of like uk football games those tickets it's a supply and demand thing those tickets now become that much more valuable and you can incrementally inflate the cost of a trip to disney for when things do open back up now disney is that much more expensive to go visit right you know that's where a co- a company like that can really how would that
5: relate a- to a bottle of pappy
6: how would that relate to- <laughs> the fewer the bottles the more there were yeah yeah it, it, and that that's the thing is you know it, it, this whole this whole world it's all about supply and demand i have it
5: yeah it you is. want it you know it i mean it, it, it's for some reason there's been a huge demand for stocks in here and i think it's because Bonds are zero and it's that simple. Bonds are dead money. And I mean, really dead. And, uh, the, you know, the, the, uh, relative attractiveness of stocks is that they can go up and we, we know short term and even medium term bonds are not going to go up in price. First of all, interest rates aren't going to get any lower. I mean, and, and the thing that makes bonds go up, I mean, they could get deep negative, you know negative 2 negative 3 or something that hasn't really happened in Europe I mean it's it's I don't think it's gone that deep yeah. into the negative territory
6: I, th- I think the realm you get to is that the curve just continues to just flatten flatten all yeah. Way out yeah it, it gets as,
5: it you, you get a zero rate for 30 years and one for 3 months you know <laughs> and I mean and Go ahead so, and lock that so in. there is not any there is no other
2: alternative right
5: than equities
2: that, that's true. There really is no other alternative if you're trying to earn a return on your uh, capital. Um, that and also the fact that the present bull market uh, started on the back of a very long uh, bear market. So we had a massive bull market in the 90s and it, it took 13 years before the stock market went back to where it was in the year 2000. So 13 years of sideways which means that there was a long period before this that the market went nowhere uh, and people lost money uh, and people lost interest in the stock market so it's only been seven years since we are into this Um, and valuations are expensive but they're not as expensive as they were in uh, the late 90s and interest rates are higher than where they were in uh, lower than where they were in the late 90s so it's hard to say uh, you know how long it'll go on, but historically bull markets have lasted, secular bull markets have lasted for a long time. And every time it seems like something is going to derail that bull market, you know, it, it comes back. We had the COVID pandemic, uh, which, you know, the market dropped 35% very quickly, but it recovered very rapidly. Um,
5: it looked like it was even going to go lower,
2: especially when oil got to zero. Right. Right. And, and these are all signs that there is still demand for stocks and people still want stocks.
1: Well, that's a good place to wrap it up this week. That was sure was a quick segment. We thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show powered by Dupree Financial Group. If you like what you've heard, you can always go to our website prefinancial.com and listen to our podcasts there or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. We thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. Have a great week. There's a story
5: that my daddy tells religiously Like clockwork every time he sees an opening In a conversation About the way things used to be I'd just roll my eyes and make a beeline for the door But I'd always end up starry-eyed Cross-legged on the floor Hanging on to every word Man, the things I...
0: Post-election reactions. Angry and demoralized. Fallout. They know Joe Biden is corrupt. And an unmitigated avalanche of opinions. There's no integrity for the
5: election process. We're going to lose the country. We're losing
0: it. News Radio 630 WLAP.
5: We live in uncertain times. It is not uncommon for investors to be fearful about the equity markets and what they may or may not do. At Dupree Financial Group, we are here to act as a sounding board for our clients and prospects as they seek to develop understanding of how to proceed with their investments. Since we are in uncharted waters, our efforts are to educate, guide, and empower our clients. Despite the unique nature of today's investment climate, there are parallels with past markets that can be drawn. We can share some of these ideas with you. For a free analysis of your retirement investment accounts, call Dupree Financial Group at 859 233 And be sure to listen to The Tom Dupree Show, Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859 233